What's up, everybody? I am Viafra. And I am Stanley. Welcome to our podcast, Shapes of Love. This is the show for anyone who has loved, is in love, will love, or been loved. So yeah, I think that's everyone. I think you're right. So on our show, we're going to talk about everything love, y'all. So have you ever wanted to have conversations about the different types of love? When's the best time to love? Or even how to heal a broken heart? Well, that's exactly the kind of topics we're going to do on our show. So get ready for some tea, y'all, on this week's episode of... Shades of love. We are back, y'all. We are back. It's been a while. Today, Stanley and I will be talking about social media and intimacy, closeness, relations, its effects. <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to really touch just to, just to dip our toes, as Stanley would say, into um what this conversation. Um, could include and and I, we feel like it's very multifaceted but we really want to start with mm-hmm. social media and intimacy mm-hmm. how has social media affected the way in which we can become close with our fellow humans <laughs> whether it be friendships partnerships um, and I guess specifically I'm curious if it has really leveled the playing field for people who may not be as socially adept or who may not like that in present overt stimuli and all the things that come with trying to talk to people, you know, in person, mm-hmm. like has social media leveled the playing field for introverts or maybe people who just don't like all the extra stuff that comes in person and providing that screen. What are your thoughts? I think it's, um, I think this saying fits well it's like it's a double-edged sword I think it personally um is beneficial for those who maybe don't have access especially right now in a pandemic to have physical contact Mm. or physical communication with someone but at the same time what you know bridges that gap whether for whatever reason um it also comes with a cost of like you know there's a lot of you know pressures and a lot of like um kind of a lot of I guess over drama what am I trying to say I think social media comes with like the presentation yeah the presentation the performance Mm. of you know love of friendship of relationships so Mm. you know what you're seeing on social media isn't necessarily always real it's kind of you know what's the prettiest picture we can you know present so I think Mm. in the acts it has two in in my mind like two um a a pros and cons a good and bad Mm. yeah I definitely, I definitely think, I I definitely think in that double-edged nature, you know, social media can definitely favor those who, who are willing and able to really present themselves, amplify Mm. the presentation of themselves, which is really what social media is, which Mm. is why it gets the best parts, you know, it's this cure oftentimes you know you definitely have your outliers and people who do it differently but oftentimes it's, it's the amplification of the best parts of your experience in this world mm-hmm. the best parts of your life are you know what you're going through and so there is it does essentially favor people who maybe um want to amplify themselves in that way which can tend to also still be those extroverts are um are of the like are people of the like if you will but I guess I'm thinking even less on the um, social media in the sense of the communal experience, but mm-hmm. even more so like 
the one-to-one. So it's mm-hmm. like, if I'm on Instagram, not necessarily Instagram as a whole and, and the experience as a user as on the platform, or more of like, okay, is it, um, let's say if I'm introverted, which those who know me not, could be better from the truth, <laughs> but that can, has this created a space for me to connect with maybe you and individually, Stanley, and I, and sort of created a space that maybe I'm more comfortable presenting to you as an individual because I have this screen, because it can be, I can take my time and how I respond, you know, and I can take my time and how I um, react to you and reactions, I, you know, whatever that may look like, but on more of that individual social media level, like, do you feel like it's changing, it has changed that landscape? I think, yeah, absolutely. I think, I don't think it's reserved to necessarily introverts though, because I would say I am not on the full introvert side, but I also feel like I can present myself better or I can present myself in a certain way on social media or through text or whatever um that you differently do you feel like is it would you say one is better than the other sorry to interrupt I wouldn't say one's better than the other because I think it's like both sides of me are great if you (laughs) want to say that but um I would say that you know for instance if you're texting on or like dming someone on instagram um you're able to craft jokes and present yourself in a very maybe, you know, humorous way, articulate way. You're able to present yourself way better because of that kind of that, like the time that you have also to kind of respond mm-hmm. and, you know, you have time to think of something quick-witted. Whereas like when you're in person, it's like, you have to just be on it. You can't like, you don't have that buffer. So mm-hmm. um, that's what I would say. And I don't know, would you, say like for yourself like do you present yourself differently on a screen or through text or dm versus how you would present yourself like in a crowd um i would say probably one of the biggest differences in and maybe the in text message and social media for me it's like generally now i have an opportunity to use my words in a way that is maybe harder not harder even but like if i'm crafting a text message to someone it's like you know i i guess i think of it like this like you know if i consider i consider myself an artist right and so <laughs> creation of the text arguably can be art or whatever but it's like the idea of that you know if i'm doing this in person that is his own experience and, and these things is happening as you said like in the moment moment by moment response <clears throat> I am taking, I am, um, I'm perform, my, I'm performing, you know, myself and my characteristics, my personality in that moment, just as I'm, you know, reacting to things happening around me. And now in text message or social media, now you, like you said, you know, I get maybe a chance to spend more time with the words I use mm-hmm. and be more delicate and careful, and precise. And so maybe, you know, in person, I might ramble and talk and talk and talk and be like, dang, that boy needs to. <laughs> <laughs> the one needs to close his mouth. No, <laughs> and then uh, and <laughs> on on the text, it's like okay, succinct, concise. You got you know, I'm I'm hitting the point. We have the conclusion. The climax is all there. You know, in a nice mm-hmm. gift wrap. Mm-hmm. So I would say it differs in in that way. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, I think it's I think it's personally I think it's natural. I feel like when you're on a screen you're going to be different or when you're like when you have that yeah that screen of that protection or whatever the time 
whatever, whatever it may be, you're going to be different. You're going to present yourself differently than when you would be in mm. person. Um, I don't think that means you're a completely different person that you're fake or anything like that. But like, I don't know. I think, um, I, yeah, I think there are just different like kind of masks or different kind of versions of ourselves whenever mm. in whatever mm. situation we're in. Mm. So I that's agree. my little spiel. I agree. I agree. Now, one thing around social media that I wanted to get to, and more of really the virtual space, mm-hmm. right? And these are based on conversations I've had with a couple of friends, mm-hmm. um, and I was thinking about is that you know, so it's, it's, which essentially is the cultural perception of virtual intimacy. And by virtual intimacy, I mean the closeness that intimacy refers to that exists in the virtual space, which would be could be video chat um what's it called what's that thing i use facetime i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it <laughs> they be doing video chat from like omegle facetime facebook messenger it. instagram whatsapp like that's that virtual intimacy that virtual closeness like essentially i want to talk about what is the cultural perception on whether that is as valid as maybe closeness in real life intimacy in real life and mm-hmm. other contexts and spaces what are you maybe what are, yeah i guess i'm curious about first what are your personal opinions mm-hmm. on let's say the legitimacy of virtual intimacy um so yeah we briefly touched on this before we recorded and i kind of have this is my um kind of thoughts on it i think like there definitely is like I'm not gonna delegitimize a virtual, like a like a um, let's say quote unquote virtual relationship or like a you know a, say a long distance relationship. Let's say that. And long distance relationship, you mean romantically? Long distance relationship. I mean, we don't have to. I mean, I okay. You're just talking about any type of yeah, like let's long, long distance, distance connection. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. Because you right. can have long distance friendships. Friendship. Yeah, I agree. I just okay. I'm trying to make sure we we are right. what we're speaking on. You know. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for keeping me clear. But um, <laughs> I think, no, yeah, I don't want to do a demise like those sort of things. And I think any type of relationship is valid. Um, but I can say only for myself that I prefer having that kind of that, the physical relationship, whether it may be romantic or friendship. You know, I rather have, you know, the ability to be like, I want to hug or, you know, let's bond, you know, things like that. Like, just like that physical contact okay. that like virtual relationships cannot have. Mm. But that doesn't say that virtual relationships are any less less good or any less like you know so you know valid. That's my tea on the situation. I don't know. I feel like it was a little bit. I was uh, a partial dodge. No, you, you try know. to put what, <laughs> you try to put words in my mouth. Yeah, that's not I, it. I feel like that was a partial dodge because you just said. I mean, I feel like it makes sense to uh, to prefer in real life relations uh-huh. and intimacy. You know, of course, you know nothing can you cannot replace what you get from a hug from a close friend virtually right. Right? and just a physical presence. Right. I think no one is doubting or questioning that, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's sort of like, I guess I, I want to get an answer that focuses more on the virtual part and, and your experience with it and, and what about that is different and maybe good way, different bad way. Like, is it, is it, yeah, this is more about like, yeah, what are, what are your real thoughts on the potential of virtual relationships? Like, can, is like, if, for instance, I told you that to, uh, you had a, someone had a, a year long friend or like a really close friend that they'd never met in person, uh-huh. what is your immediate 
thought or like what are your thoughts on how deep that friendship is are there any thoughts or like preconceived notions that you bring into hearing something of that nature okay I have a lot of thoughts but I think you're trying to squeeze out tea out of me that you're not going to get. This kettle is empty. So I think for me, I, again, will repeat. I stand by the notion. I'm not so delegitimizing. No, no, seriously. I am. I'm not going to get canceled this year. This is the year that we are going to. I'm just joking. But um, no, I think virtual relationships are fine. For me, mm. I prefer the physical relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, I like the good and the bad of it. I feel like the one main thing, well, no, I guess with virtual relationships, I also wonder how well you are able to pick up on cues because like, I feel like when texting or even FaceTiming, there are certain cues and whether verbal, nonverbal, whatever, that I can more easily pick up on when I'm in the room with the person versus, you know, on seeing someone on a screen. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, I feel like there are some kind of um, shortcomings of virtual relationships, but like, again, stand by the notion, I think it's fine. I think, and then I was thinking about this randomly also though, like how, what would we say about, say, like how would we, what would we say about like two friends who live in the same, let's say like city and they only communicate online. They only communicate via text. They only communicate on Instagram. How do we think about that? I don't know. I'm posing that question. I'm throwing that question back to you. Like, what do we think about in terms of, oh, is it, in what aspect? aspect? I guess just generally, how do you feel about it? If if there are two people in the same city and they only communicate online, they've never met up. I guess they don't want to. I don't know, for whatever reason. I'm just thinking about hypothetical. Like, I don't know. That's my thought. I'm throwing it out there. I'm seeing if it latches on anyone. If it doesn't, we can move on. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like in that kind of scenario, it's like you would imagine that eventually you would want to meet each other. And if they don't, and it's just an online relationship, I, I mean, I think that is sustainable to a degree. That is, you know, and it's its own lane, for instance. Like, for instance, I mean, even think, even think about Shapes of Love. Think about us. Stanley, I have not seen you in person in like <laughs> I know. a minute and a half, right? It's been a Smith since we were evicted <laughs> from our campus, you know, back in college. And and yet this has been the fruit of of a virtual relationship, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And so I guess I'm even going more on, I guess I'm even going to push further. I'm going to push Lord. further. Okay. I don't know how much <laughs> I can take. <laughs> and because I, I almost want to argue that to sustain close virtual relationships, oftentimes, and I would say, I would say, yeah, very close um, virtual relationships that it sometimes requires more of the communication and conflict resolution and that, and you have to, that has to be that much more solid because yeah. you don't have the physical in real life presence to get that person's energy or to know when someone's feeling some type of way about something, you know, and you cannot physically, even if you're talking about romantic sense, you cannot physically make up, you know, it's right. like avoid a question or avoid an argument or avoid something. There's no physical space to sort of distract or detract from an issue at hand. Right. So for instance, like a, let's say a virtual romantic relationship that's been sustained um, primarily virtually, you know, long mm-hmm. distance virtual relationship, primarily virtually. 
I I I think I, I actually want to argue, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like this could easily be pushed back against this, but argue that those relationships need to be stronger or have mm. to be strong in order mm. to healthily sustain themselves. Because again, I, I feel like we I feel like it is easy to overlook how much we dismiss either intentionally or unintentionally as a result of that physical proximity. Mm. But you cannot hide there's nowhere to hide virtually. And I guess that the, the nowhere to hide is maybe if you don't answer and you don't respond. And even that is very obvious and mm-hmm. everything is being tracked and you can be like last text message was <laughs> last week <laughs> at six o'clock so what's your story you know that there's right. nowhere to hide there's no there's nowhere to spin it that way and therefore it almost needs to be strong in order to sustain the pressures of that time and the space apart you know and you don't because you don't have that physical reality to ground it even in the same way you know, for that connection to maintain itself, it requires more of that communication, it requires more of that conflict resolution, more of that honesty, transparency, flexibility, vulnerability, in a way, you know, I'm talking about the real close ones that may, you know, supersede that of which exists in real life. No, I definitely <laughs> agree. I think, um, I definitely think with like long distance relationships, whether platonic or really romantic or whatever it may be it has to be um there has to be a foundation there or there has to be some sort of um commitment on both parties ends to sustain that kind of Mm. I guess Mm -hmm. burden on the friendship or the relationship just because like there are as you said there you have to overcompensate in the ways that you show affection you have to overcompensate in the ways that you communicate and pick up on cues and things like that just because you're not there physically so yeah I absolutely agree that there has I I I guess I'm hesitant to say it has to be it's stronger than a romantic or friendship relationship that's in person but I think there definitely needs to be I don't know there needs more there needs to be more work put in I guess in mm. a long distance virtual mm. relationship. Mm. So yeah, I would say I agree. Look at that. We're starting <laughs> off the year with like a uh, no in accordance. Wow. Hey, this new year, is... new things. Anything is possible. Right. <laughs> Honestly, no, but yeah. And yeah. I guess yeah, go you ahead. No, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I think I was just gonna wrap up and say, like, I think it makes sense though that like you have to overcompensate because like if you're doing just the, if you're doing the bare minimum when it comes to romantic or friendship relationship over long distance I think that is it's easier for problems to arise as you said like the time stamps if you see a time stamp that's a week ago and you haven't texted someone it's going to seem some sort of way but like you know but yeah that's I just say that I'll leave it there so what, what would you say to somebody that feels like these virtual, like if you have a primarily virtual, virtual relationship that, you know, you, you don't really know that person that you, you, I I, I would say I've heard in conversation, let's say before I've heard, you know, the argument or the side, a perspective that, oh, you know, if you have a primarily virtual, like let's say long distance relationship that you don't really know the person that you're in relationship with and that you know it's just not the same and that you cannot speak to so many different things and therefore mm-hmm. and it's just what is which is sort of why i framed it even as like in the sort of the legitimate non-legitimate you know mm-hmm. because um i i've definitely heard the argument that oh you know let's say a five-year long distance virtual relationship 
um is it's not as maybe i should move away from the legitimate it's just like it's not as um like those people don't really know each other as well as that much mm -hmm. um and therefore it is it doesn't compare to that which happens in person or like maybe like a, a, even a one year or two year in person type of thing you know mm -hmm. i said if the majority of your relationship has been virtual um essentially what does that mean does that you know what does that entail does, is there does the virtual now take away so much from that real life experience that is not that cannot be made up essentially is there a gap that you feel like cannot be compensated for I don't think so. I think there are definitely, it's definitely possible that you can have a long-term virtual relationship. It's not going to look the exact same, obviously, as a relationship that was in person, but I think it's still sustainable and I think it's still able to, um, you know, exist. I think and it, it, I, we have proof of that because, I, I mean, it's not tangible proof, but we know that there are people out there that have had long-distance, long-term virtual relationships and have been fine, you know? So I think it's still, I think it's to someone who says, oh, I don't know my person or I don't know my friend. Um, I guess I would ask like, what are you guys doing and what could you guys be doing differently? Like, I feel like it, it, it's, it's possible. And if it's not working for that one person, then maybe, maybe it's just not meant to be. It, I, I, maybe it's just like mm. long virtual relationships aren't for everybody. Mm. So like, that's mm. my, like, I don't know, that's my thoughts. I, I, I agree. I agree with that. I would definitely say I'm, I'm of the camp that um, you can have a virtual relationship that is such that you sort of know the heart, the mind, you know, the spirit of like the person you're talking to, like, you know, their essence, you know, the um, what makes them them. That that that, that is possible to a degree that is like that is sufficient. I was going to say, or like <laughs> that, that um, can create essentially that very, and maintain, can create and maintain those very close relationships like, and have, and, you know, I guess that, yeah, I guess I just want to say that I know, you know, my opinion and in my experience, like those relationships can very much blossom and be fruitful in the way that in real life experience, a friendship can, and even more so that in, in the sense, in the sense that like, I can have a very close, long distance friendship, let's say, that's maintained virtually. That, and I feel generally closer to this person. That person knows me more, even though, let's say, maybe most of our experience has been virtual mm -hmm. than a close friend that maybe most of my experience with them has been in person. But, you know, just, I don't know, the way, the way things. <laughs> the vibes are off. Not even necessarily vibes, or not in the sense of negative conversation, just in the sense that like I can now have someone who I've only I spent majority of time virtually, you know, not even I mean, know me more, see me more, also like be on that same footing, if not a higher footing, than someone that maybe is a good friend, but I've had most of my experience with them in person. And maybe now it's some of it is virtual, whatever it may be. But it's essentially agreeing that uh that the lanes can exist. Yes. Long story short, we agree. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I get it. And um, I think this topic was really interesting. I think um, we touched on a few things I kind of want to touch on more personally. I know mm. you have probably more to say on some of these mm. topics, and yeah. I have more questions. But we got to get our Stanley questions. I know we didn't get too much of it this episode or this one, but like you know, we'll we'll tease for another episode for sure. <laughs> 
All right, y'all let us know what y'all think about social media and intimacy. You know, what has been your, you know, just, I guess you're encouraging y'all to reflect, give y'all, share your opinions on, you know, how social media can affect intimacy, whether good or bad, neutral, neither here nor there. What does that look like in your different friendships and relationships, especially now in a pandemic? I mean, I feel like it's probably changed a lot people's opinions now that you know people that used to be every day key 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 now it's every day right. virtual right <laughs> now it's everyday separation and how some relationships have to change and adapt to that but definitely a lot to be discussed there yeah while y'all are sharing y'all thoughts and opinions share this post share this live <laughs> go on while y'all on social media i'm gonna do like Go share that. Go ahead. All right, that's fine. I just want to put that in there. Mm-hmm. All right. Share this piece. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> that's it for us. We out. Bye, everybody. You're.